what's up, dudes? What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Uh, Keaton, is that you? I can barely hear you. Get closer to your mic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm here. I have my mic plugged in. Can you hear me now? Is it any better? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're at a little bit better volume. <laughs> oh, I was trying to imitate uh, a nice soft Garrett voice, but uh, but that wasn't it. That wasn't it. I apologize. I almost like I almost mistook you for Garrett. Like that was a perfect impression almost. <laughs> if you forgot on last week's episode, Garrett is out this week. He's in Iceland traveling during the podcast season. I mean, it's it's a little hard on us, but uh it, it looks like he's having a good time overseas. I think you have to ask the questions if if he's actually serious about this podcast life one and does he even care or um, know anything about fantasy football. And the interesting thing is Garrett's team is having a down year this year. And oh, yeah. now he decides to go to Iceland. I'm just saying odd coincidence. The math is not mathing right now. No, <laughs> <laughs> These are all fair points. I do know it's gotta be killing him out there. I know all he's thinking about is how he wishes he could be with us boys on the pod right now. And he's just, you know, sitting there like a sad boy out in Iceland. I know it's just eating him up inside. In a hot spring or something. <laughs> Blue Lagoon. That sounds, yeah, that sounds pretty nice. But, uh, I mean, I think that the, the show is going to go on without him. I think that uh, the three of us have proven to be elite fantasy minds while Garrett seems to be struggling this year. So, uh, hopefully we've got a, a high-quality content show for you this this evening or morning, whenever you're listening. Um, let's get into it. Our puff puff pieces. Uh, <laughs> this one was uh, a quote from the basement uh, during the Vikings game on Sunday. My wife uh, looked at me and said, their coach, Brandon Staley, looks like a cartoon mouse. And oh my God, if you just Google Brandon Staley, just and you look at a picture of his face, he looks like a cartoon mouse. That was a great description. I've never thought of this before, but I immediately was like, "Yes!" When I just when you just said that, like, it, like almost kind of like a villainous cartoon oh, mouse. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> this Uncanny. is such a, such a great, uh, just a great thing that Maya pointed out right there. That's incredible. Yeah, she's an elite uh, football mind, obviously. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm live reacting to this, and uh, yes, he either looks like a, a villainous mouse or. Um, like the red foreman of of the mouse community, like he's just upset at somebody's uh, son mouse. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that brought a lot of joy. I'm glad I brought it up on the pod. Other things that happened. Uh, uh, sorry, Zach. Are we gonna have a chance to talk about the Vikings game then? Um, I don't think that there's room in tonight's podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, I'm totally fine with what happened, and I'm team Embrace the Tank. Was last week, I am this week. Is it going to happen? Absolutely not, but <laughs> I'm you not know, that upset. Uh, I can't believe you just brought that up, Keaton, blindsided us like that. We need to mentally prepare before we talk about how we're 0-3 in trash right now, but anyways. Uh, trash is not the way I would describe the Vikings. I think they're, and Zach, you and I talked about this golfing a little bit. They're a very good team. They're just settling back to the normal, and it's a literal, like, you're watching the um, law of averages happen live. <laughs> like The exact same, the same thing happened thing. last year, <laughs> except for it's the other side of it now. It totally is. In the most uh, Vikings way possible to have the most extreme ends one way to the other. <laughs> I also want to give a a quick uh, shout out to Keaton. Uh, We went golfing this weekend 
and uh, we played a par three course near me, and I got three Ooh. birdies. Dang, okay. I got one under. Three, three birdies, two bogeys. It's a good time. Y'all yeah. got to yeah, come I, out to Denver. Do one of those. <laughs> well, if we're traveling and golfing, we'll just play a full 18. Um, this is a nice, cute, like, dad with dads with the young children round, uh, but it was good. It was really consistent, I will say, Zach. We played consistent golf all day. Absolutely did, and that's all you can ever ask for on the golf course. Exactly. Um, back into football, the uh, the breakout rookie running back for the Miami Dolphins has informed the team that his name is pronounced A-Chan. That's right. It's Devon A-Chan. So no, we got to say it right now. It's A-Chan. <laughs> I'm going to do I, my best to only say A-Chan tonight. I respect it, but dang A-Chan sounds so much more baller. I'm not going to lie. sounds way cooler. Uh, Devon A-Chan. Uh, led the Dolphins to a Scorigami victory over the Broncos, 70 to 20. First time that's ever happened. And the Eagles had a Scorigami against the Bucks, 25 to 11. Two in one week. Yeah, that's oh, wild. Man. That's, that's crazy. Wild. How often does that even happen normally? Like, Honestly, probably like four or five games a year, maybe. Well, there's only so many. There's only so many scores left. That's the right, thing. Exactly. So. <laughs> Eventually, it'll it'll run out hypothetically. Um, I mean, I guess teams could score over a hundred if Rob if if Roger Goodell had his way, like the NFL would be scoring. It'd be NBA scores. That'd be his ideal world. But I don't see that happening. <laughs> you get um, flagged also, for contact on anybody. Yeah, like, always PI. Just out. <laughs> always PI at the one yard line. Running backs are scoring nine touchdowns a game. Um, I'd like to I'd like to just fast forward a little bit and make a trade for Devon Eight. A Chan, just yeah. so I can change my team name to Jack A Chan. Oh, I mean, it's iconic. Oh my god, how did I not think of that? That's incredible. <laughs> this stuff just happens off the dome, just so everybody knows. I might change my team in my other league for to that, honestly, because I'm just gonna throw this in. I know we're gonna talk about A Chan, but I know Zach picked him up, sniped him on waivers right before on, on Saturday. Morning. I was totally going to do that once Watson was declared out on Sunday, drop Pat Fryermuth and pick him up. So I was like, curse you. But I did pick him up in another league, so I might have to change my name to that in that league for sure. Yeah, I am not the least bit mad to have uh, Devon Echan on my bench. And the last thing for Dolphins hype here is the fastest ball carriers in a game this season are listed. The top six are all Miami Dolphins. You got Tyreek Hill at 22. And then Devon Achan, Tyree Kill, Raheem Mostert, Tyree Kill, Devon Achan, all over 21 and a half miles per hour, fastest three players in the league. Insanity. Something about Raheem Mostert, he just looks significantly slower than these two. And maybe it's just the length of his legs, because um, those guys are a little bit shorter. But man, they are so damn fast. I mean, that game was incredible to watch. I don't know how much you watched of it, but the red zone, uh, what's his name, Chris, whatever, he could Hansen. not keep up with, yeah, Chris Hansen could not keep up with the action. Incredible, like a college game. And uh, yeah, I think most of what you're seeing is it's his old age and experience just allows him to glide on the field. I think that's what it is. Also, it's Scott Hansen on red zone. Chris Hansen is the Dateline guy. There's a lot of similarities between them, if you think about it. You know, they both True. welcome you. Um, You're excited to watch you. them on the TV. 
they surprise you with stuff that you weren't expecting. Um, you know, there's usually some lemonade in the fridge, all that good stuff. You, you're going to want to sit down when you, when you <laughs> you're going to want to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just keep this running. I love this. Just keep it, keep it going. I'll just, I'll just laugh over here. Yeah. Maybe we go off script a little bit tonight. <laughs> um the one big thing for injury news is uh mike williams acl out for season had a big monster week against the vikings and then now you've got josh palmer and quentin johnston being added left and right here trying to fill that mike williams role so that's the only big big shakeup in fantasy for injury news And, and honestly the injury reports this week haven't been too bad a lot of guys that didn't play last week or were limited are getting more practice this week not I'm not even going to list off any big concerns. You know, it sounds like Eckler's hopefully hoping to play. Debo's fine. Ayuk's getting better. Saquon maybe one more week. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to get into our uh, our waiver talk. Uh, talk about our fantasy leagues. This fantasy football podcast. We got to see how you know real players are are handling things going on in their league. So. Like I just mentioned, um, the biggest waiver spends this week were Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnston. Um, Chris ended up getting Josh Palmer for $45, and I got Quentin Johnston for $32, and we way overpaid for our league. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely an overpay. Um, I I really found it interesting, like the Josh Palmer to Quentin Johnston. Obviously, Josh Palmer had more reps, I think, in the Vikings game, but looking ahead it's it's been kind of this expectation which is sad to say we don't hope for injuries but either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams is going to miss some time and that was kind of going to be Quentin Johnson's opportunity to come into the fold so I don't know if he's as ready as Josh Palmer is also you've got Gerald Everett you've got uh what's his name Donald Parham stealing touchdowns all over the freaking place right now um but I do I do I just found it so interesting like how both of them were received in, in all of them thoughts Braden yeah I mean it's one of those things where like you know I think it's it wasn't a hot waiver wire week um people have some money to burn it's in like kind of the middle of the season and I mean Quentin Johnson is a you know high potential pickup you know you don't know if he's there yet but I I, you know I I get the fab spend but yeah this this league is notoriously especially with the shorter benches very stingy with the the waivers overall so I get it but great pickups I mean they're gonna they're gonna produce yeah, and uh, and following these great pickups here in the Gimme Some League, there was a, a big trade that happened today, uh, about an hour before the podcast started. You just want a content for the pod. We absolutely want content for the pod. <laughs> I'm listening back here. You know, I gotta I gotta know what I was thinking and and what you guys were thinking in hindsight about this uh, this this trade that went down. So uh, yeah, I'm just gonna get into it, Justin. And I made a trade. I traded him, Jalen Waddle, Brian Robinson, and Cortland Sutton for Chris Olave. It's a big trade. It's a big trade. I mean, Olave and Waddle were two of the highest drafted wide receivers. Um, they're the young guys that can win you weeks. And then Brian Robinson's off to a great start for the running backs, and Cortland Sutton's, you know, a serviceable wide receiver three if you need him. Um, but I, I felt like Olave has a, a much safer floor and still has the, those insane win, week-winning breakouts. 
that I just need that at a wide receiver one spot over Jalen Waddle, who's who's more of a boom bust, the kind of a Mike Evans type player. I, you want to start Keaton or me? Uh, you can go, please. Okay. Please. Um, I you know I can see where it can go both ways. I could see some Brian Robinson lovers and Cortland Sutton lovers saying like, "What the hell? You know, this is crazy good depth that you're giving up." And plus, the RB position is pretty strapped, anyways. But honestly, for me, as someone that is hasn't been a massive you know Brian Robinson believer, like I think he's great depth, great solid low end RB two, mid end mid RB two, but. Um, you know, if, if I believe that Waddle, you know, Alave was such a big step up over Waddle, then I would 100% make that move. But I also see the argument of what you're saying, where Waddle is a number two. It feels like he has this cap ceiling, even though that offense is blowing up right now, where Alave could take over as the true number one alpha. Um, and, you know, the second year breakout, obviously he's super talented. So, um, I'm not, sh- I'm, I'm really struggling if I would make the trade or not, but I see why you made the trade and it's, it's totally understandable to me. If, if, uh, if you're not as big on Sutton or Robinson and you got the depth that running back to, to make up for it. So I think you get your guy, man. Yeah. And I want to respond to you there quick, Braden, that you made some excellent points. Uh, some, some additional information here is that I was two players over the roster limit going into Thursday night. So I needed to cut two players from my team. And I didn't have anyone that I wanted to send to free agency. Um, also, I got Devon Achan on my team. Uh, and for him to kind of have that breakout running back season, I need volume to come down from Jalen Waddle or Raheem Mostert to, uh, to kind of see that, uh, you know, extra point total for, for him to break out. That, you know, I didn't really want to double up on the Dolphins and play the boom busts with two players every week. Um so, Keaton, with all that yeah. said, I, I want to hear what you, you think about this trade. I think, as I <clears throat> I, I hear where you're coming from, um, I, I just think that the first of all, I think I think the trade was was I don't want to say lopsided in any way. I think it was just I just don't see the advantages to it personally. I think Olave has a very good floor. Um, but I hate New Orleans' offense in general. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to be out for a week at least, which could be two weeks. We'll see. Um, Jameis Winston is in there. Like, sure, he's going to throw the ball up a little bit, but there's less rapport in that situation. I think the rapport is with Michael Thomas. They've been forcing Michael Thomas targets for some reason. I just don't think Olave, is. this is his year. Um, as much as I love him as a receiver, that being said, I totally agree with Waddle being number two on that roster. I totally agree with uh, Brian Robinson selling high on. And then Cortland Sutton has actually been pretty decent this year, if we're being honest. Thank you. Um, oh, I lost you. Braden, you want to you – I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, All you're right. back. I'm yeah. back. Sorry. I had an alarm go off. Um, I don't, I don't, I just don't see how it makes your team get any better. That's probably where I'm at right now. That's fair. I, I, I would, I would like to, to say again, just that uh, Alave's had double digit targets every single week this year. Uh, he hasn't got a touchdown this year, but he's gotten uh, 11 and a half, 15 and 15 in fantasy this, this year. And, uh, he actually gets more targets with Jameis as the quarterback. So I'm seeing Jameis come in for a week or two. That doesn't scare me at all. That just means he's getting even more targets. So 
for sure. I, I just I, I'm a huge Olave fan this year, and I think that he is a tier above Waddle, at least um, in terms of consistency and number of weeks that are spikes. So I just went for the trade, and we're gonna see how it plays out over the next few weeks. And I'm playing Justin in fantasy this week. I know I so saw that there could be a clear winner, a loser, and they they get a huge leg up in the league. One going to three and one and one and three, or we both go to two and two. Those trades so. are so ballsy in the same matchup. But yeah, I think um, what's also not talked about a little bit is the unbelievable upside that could happen if Michael Thomas, who is injury prone, uh, did go down. You know, I think a lot of, I mean, I like Shahid, but he does have that chance to really blow up if, you know, people don't show up or Kamara even declines and things like that. So there's, you know, there's definitely the upside for sure. Just get your guy. Like, so. Yeah, I've got, I've got, Achan, I've got Brees Hall, I've got David Montgomery. I'm like, and I got Christian McCaffrey. I only need to start one of those other three running backs a week, um, or two if they're got good matchups. And so I'm, I'm excited to, to see how the team unfolds. And uh, let's move into our, this week fantasy football. We've got our budding stars. Uh, this is where we pick uh, free agents that are owned in less than 50% of league and less than 25% of leagues that you think that we should stash. You know, they could break out this week, whatever. But, uh, Brayden, do you want to start us off this week on uh, a player owned in less than 50% of leagues that you like? Yeah, so, you know, it's rough out there in tight end land. But there's a guy that's been out there that has some pretty, you know, encouraging signs, peripherals. It's Luke Musgrave. Um, so, I, you know, just in general, you know, the guy's athletic. He's getting deep targets. It's going to be a little interesting when Watson gets back. You don't really know how it's all going to play out. But, you know, he's definitely worth a shot just as much as anybody else. And, you know, with that rookie upside, I mean, for a guy to be getting this kind of run as a rookie tight end, I think he's worth a shot. Okay. Keaton? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I like that pick. Um, I've got Zeke on here. Um, I know he's he's been uh, – he was just dropped in our Gimme Some League. Just an interesting, interesting player, right? I mean, a lot of fantasy background, a lot of success in fantasy – um, Patriots love to run the ball. Obviously, competing with Ramondre is, is, is an issue. Um, overall, I just think he's a, a good player to have on your roster, seeing as that Bill Belichick has always been a, a running back by committee type of guy, and just holding on to him for that one time that you need to start him because of a bye week, and he goes crazy for three one-yard touchdowns. I mean, you're going to be happy you had him. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a gross pick, but you can totally see the upside there. Um, my guy, less than 50% owned. I'm going with the tight end well as well there, Braden. If you, this year's tough for tight end, and Gerald Everett is my pick from the Chargers. Uh, he legit like won me some uh, best ball leagues last year because I drafted him as my tight end 17, and he had 10 weeks as a top 10 tight end last year. Like, it... You can see it now with Mike Williams gone. The targets have to go somewhere. So Gerald Everett, if you're in tight end hell, could could be a decent stash. I agree. All right, Braden, who's your guy owned in less than 25% of leagues? So I chose – this is a deeper one. Um, I chose Rico Dowdle. And that's, you know, a lot of these kind of more higher profile RB handcuffs are being held now. You know, a lot of people are wise to the game that if one of these guys goes down, they could be a league winner type. So I think Rico is kind of one of those more under the radar types for those leagues where you have a lot of savvy owners that are keeping these kind of running backs on their bench. There's not a lot in the waiver wire. He's one that's being overlooked. Um, he's been getting receptions. He's a bigger back. He's been getting some carries, and 
he actually scored some points last week. And I mean, Deuce Vaughn actually isn't as much of a threat so far as we thought he could be. So yeah, I think he's a great pickup. Interesting. Brett or uh, Keaton, who's your guy? <clears throat> what the heck are the Tennessee Titans going to do um, this season? And so I've got trade Ty J. Spe- yeah, trade for Kirk. I've got Ty J. Spears uh, as my guy at less than 25% of leagues. It's young. He's big. He fits the system that they're running. And uh, Derrick Henry just turned 30 or is soon to turn 30 here. Um, and is it, and is coming up on his snap count that I guess, uh, I just heard the stat the other day that it's somewhere around 1800 carries is when running backs really fall off a cliff. And I think he just eclipsed that last week. So I, I think, I think the Titans as a franchise are in, in free fall. And I just think that you're eventually going to have to give a, a younger guy a shot here to, to kind of show himself. So secure him now, hold him at the back end of your bench. You know, you don't hope for injuries, but you hope for opportunity for him. Yeah, and another stat on him, he's out-snapped Derrick Henry two out of three weeks this season. So, Tajay Spears, excellent stash. My yeah. guy, Rashi Rice for the Kansas City Chiefs. People are going to be like, ah, I looked at the stats, he kind of sucks. You know, the, the Chiefs are never going to have a wide receiver that scores. But he got tackled inside the five twice last week, and if he gets two touchdowns in the first three weeks, then people are like, oh, is this the guy in Kansas City? Um, I think right now he's dirt cheap. Um, in, in a lot of redraft leagues and you know he could end up being that wide receiver one in Kansas City that they've been longing for since Tyreek left not to that level but to actually fill some production and, and be a, a reliable wide receiver two in fantasy um, that's it for our budding stars I want to get into more trade talk I just made a big one but I need to do some some who's higher with you guys we do a value check list off some players that are rising or sell high buy high and and falling or buy low sell low kind of guys so i think we've got some interesting discussion up ahead um brayden do you want to start us off with uh with your guy that's got a high value right now yeah i want to start off with the man of the week devon a chan just in case he listens later i made sure to pronounce it correctly um yeah i think you know depending on your team situation, he's a great sell high. Like, you know, obviously our running backs rough out there. So if you don't have the depth, hold on to him. He could be a league winner, but he's coming off of huge, like one of the biggest weeks of all time. I mean, and it's like, you can maybe get a pretty solid, you know, low end wide receiver one for him or something along those lines. So if you need that stability, so yeah, just depending on your team situation, but what would you guys, you know, maybe sell high on Devon HN? What would you you know, what would you want to sell them for if you were trying to sell them? And are you trying to sell them? I did. I tried to sell them this, this week to Matt. Matt turned me down. I think the offer was Devon A. Chan, Brian Robinson, and Jalen Waddle for Justin Jefferson. And he said, nah, I can't do it. That's fair. <laughs> it's always tough going for those guys. But I, I, I mean, shoot your shot, man. That's That's great. I love it. Um, I mean, if he scores one more fifty-point week, like what are we? What are we talking about here? That's more right. than most most people score in a season. It's so. been four fifty-point sure. weeks in the last uh, eight years. It's insane, that and it crazy. just seems like his whole situation is so variable because he could. Salvin, I, mean, I, I doubt he goes behind Ahmed, but he could totally just get like you know eight carries a game from here on out. You know, or or he could totally blow up and break fantasy. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you look at the the breakdown of, of rosters, um, maybe like a Kyron Williams, right? Like that's, I mean, depending on how you how you value them and how you value the offense, and Kyron's obviously the lead back, but maybe not as talented. Um, but he's certainly getting red zone touches, and Achan is shows explosiveness. I mean, gaudy, gaudy numbers last week, but. If you think about it, you know, he's still got an RB RB in the top 10 in fantasy right now with Mostert in front of him. He's got the best wide receiver from a fantasy perspective on his roster. He's got the probably the best duo of wide receivers in the league or arguably in the in the league. And so I think when you combo all of that, selling high on him right now and going and getting somebody who maybe has just a really safe floor to them while maybe picking up some upside flyer could make some sense there like a Kyron. Yeah, all right. I want some rapid fire amongst the group here. Devon, Achan, or Josh Jacobs? I would take Josh Jacobs. That's a tough one. It's I'd probably take Jacobs. I, I think Jacob, Jacobs has just had a tough couple of weeks, so I'd probably go him for right now. Yeah, I'd lean Jacobs as well. Devon, Achan, or Joe Mixon? I would go Mixon. I might go HM, but that's nah. I probably got to go with the safe. It, it feels more safe with Mixon. Like he's in a top offense, he's gonna get volume. So I think I lead, I think I agree with Mixon, Devon HN or Miles Sanders. HN. Oh, HN percent for me. Yeah. And I mean Sanders is sort of consistent. Yeah, he just doesn't have that high powered offense. He's got the volume, no. but yeah. Okay. Um, the next player I want to bring up the trade value on. Uh, is uh, Keaton? Who's who's your guy with a high value this week? Keenan Allen. He just lost his running mate. He's got a rookie coming in um, potentially. Josh Palmer is somebody who's been around, but nothing, no superstar. Um, and he's just been tearing it up. So I think that he still holds a, a name and and probably a kind of a stigma around where he was drafted in many like his ADP. But I think you can still get him a tier below maybe Diggs and Chase and um, and JJ and, and things like that right now and Hill just a shade below. But his production, his targets has been have been out of this world, and they're only going to go up, you know, over the next couple of weeks. The only thing you have to worry about with him, and he's actually been pretty consistent, is just the injuries that happen when you're a little bit older as a wide receiver. So I'm I'm buying high on him. Um, and I and again, I think you can get him from a value perspective just a shade under the top guys. Yeah, he's he's been the number one wide receiver the last two weeks. Um, I got Justin Herbert as my quarterback, so I love Keenan Allen. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything you had to say there, um, Keaton. Braden, do you got anything? No, I agree. I mean, he's the wide receiver one in fantasy right now, right? Or at least two for sure. He's top two, guarantee he might be the number one. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, buy high for sure. I mean, he's got everything. He's got the opportunity, the skills. Yeah, like you said, it's just injury. I, I think I think if I'm if I'm fielding offers, if I'm Keenan if I'm Keenan Allen owner, I'm I'm obviously looking at, you know, some replacement of wide receiver production of a similar val of not similar value, but of, of reasonable value. You're talking like a ten to twelve a game type of person. And then you're looking for upside and upgrades at the maybe the running back position as well, somewhere in that regard. Or maybe it's a, a guy like we talked about before the pod, but Sam Laporta is like a quasi tight end 
three potentially in fantasy, right? Like you want to get a little bit of a flyer in there. I'm not sure how your team roster looks, but I really think that I would take him over virtually everybody except for, including Devontae, I would take him over everybody except for those top like four guys. Yeah. That's crazy. His, he's super high. I'm going to, I'm going to list off some wide receivers that uh, I, I want to know if you'd rather have Keenan Allen or, or him. So you've already said it, Keaton, Stefan Diggs or Keenan Allen, who would you rather have? I, I'd probably take Diggs just from a consistency standpoint and better, and not only want to say better quarterback play. That's a tough one. That's a <laughs> I'd tough take one. Keenan. I'd take Keenan. I think I'd take Keenan. Uh, what about uh, Keenan or A.J. Brown? Well, Keenan. okay. Let, let me – yeah, sorry. I know we're going rapid fire, but let's just let's, – let's clear up <laughs> a couple slowing things. slowing down here. We let's go. clear up a couple things. He went against the Vikings defense, which Trash. you all are Vikings fans. Like, let's be honest. That's not the most competent defense in the world. And it was the Tennessee Titans before that um, that went oh, into overtime as well. So I don't want to sit here and and belittle like what they're gonna do. But that being said, like the AFC West is kind of trash on defense right now. So maybe he says his upside is still there. Um, but I just want to temper expectations. I don't see him ending the year at wide receiver one. For sure, for sure. No, I get that. But I mean, top five I think is almost a lock as long as he's healthy. I mean, yeah. with the volume he gets. I mean, he had 20 targets last week, wasn't it? Like, yeah. insane. Um, uh, over over A.J. Brown, yes. Over Debo, yes. Over Amon Ra. No. I take him over Amon Ra. Oh, Keaton's taking Amon? I, I just like him in this. I like him in the Lions offense. I'm going to call it a little bit of recency bias because I'm watching him just absolutely <laughs> crush me in fantasy right now. But um, – <laughs> That dude just gets crazy targets. For sure. No. No, for sure. I mean, Keenan, I, Keenan, Keenan's going to get more eyes this week, though, than he has the last couple weeks because his running mate is not on the other side of it. For yeah. sure. His efficiency is probably going to go down a little bit. All right. We need to move on. My sell high. I sold him in two leagues. Not only did I do the trade uh, mentioned earlier for Chris Olave. Uh, involving my guy Brian Robinson. I traded Brian Robinson in our uh, couples league with uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan uh, Bergerson, great friend of the pod. And uh, yeah, I, I traded Brian Robinson and Raheem Mostert for um, Travis Etienne and Anthony Richardson. So, any any thoughts on that value? Oh man, that's a, I mean, that's a good trade. I'm, I'm desperate for a quarterback. Say it one more time. Raheem Mostert and Brian Robinson for Travis Etienne and Anthony Richardson. I like that for sure. Really? Okay. Keaton? Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, Anthony Richardson's a, like, he's a league winner. He's going to be a but he's games coming up here. So yeah, you're cutting a little bit in and out there and, and, but yeah, Anthony Richardson ceilings through the roof. I'm surprised. I thought that he got better value because Raheem Mostert is the RB one on the season and Brian right. Robinson is a solid RB two. Um, I mean, he's, he's sure. RB seven right now, but 
most are one people's weeks last week, but I do wonder about with, you know, A-chan's emergence and other, you know, just their history. And then Jeff Wilson coming back, could it start to get a little messy? But no, I could definitely see, I mean, both sides, I think it's a great fair deal, honestly, on both ends. I think it's a win-win. Okay. I'm going to rapid fire here. Would you rather have Brian Robinson or Rashad White? Brian, Ro- oh. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson, yeah. That's a t- I, agree. I hate both of those. Alexander Madison or Brian Robinson? Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. Isaiah Pacheco or Brian Robinson? Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. Ooh, I might still lean Robinson there. Hey, Braden, great picks, by the way. Whatever it is. The only reason um, is because uh, last week we did see a little bit where they had a major down, you know, when they were really behind in the game script. Um, th- Gibson did get more run. So it seemed like he was the bell cow, but actually when they were way behind, it showed that Gibson got a little more run. So that's that's the tiebreaker for me. Okay. Um, I We got to move on to our, our buy lows or sell lows. Um, you want to start us off, Braden? Who, 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 who's got a lower value that you – want to talk about yeah uh, Ramondre Stevenson um I think a lot of people are you know seeing some of the carries that Zeke's getting and you know seeing how bad the offense is getting and also looking at Stevenson's numbers and they're not that great and they're getting down on him and I get it but um he is getting a very good workload he's getting high value touches he is the receiving back for the Patriots and Belichick loves him he's getting the high value touches um, so, you know, better days are ahead. He's had some tough matchups. He has also underperformed in some big matchups, but I just know, I think that the owners are really down on him right now. And he has a tough matchup against Dallas. So he might be able to trade him a good start running back and get him in return. He would be some great depth. So I think he's just a good solid buy low. What do you guys yeah, think? Garrett, Garrett's, Garrett's trying to get rid of him. He, he's an owner of Ramondre and he, he's ready to get off that ride. Um, so you can definitely target him in trades that said, you know, his value is on the decline and, you know, he's not as good as where you drafted him. Um, So I I don't know if even like, it's tough to find a wide receiver of comparable value. I think you kind of just have to make a move at running back. Drake London. (laughs) No, Drake London's value is so low. (laughs) (laughs) Is Andre's value though? Where's his value? It's higher than Drake London. Ramondre can get you six or more points. I mean, Drake scored the not last week, the week prior. And when he actually gets targets, he's productive. He was productive last year. That yeah, offense is eventually going to have to throw the ball. They his boom bust is two or 12. That's so true. I'm just saying. I'm going to rapid fire some guys for Ramondre Stevenson here. Uh, Would you rather have Ramondre or James Conner? Probably Conner. No, I Stevenson for the upside. Stevenson for the upside. I'd go Conner. I'd go Conner. I go James Conner for sure. He's been a consistent stud so far. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson or Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara for sure. Yeah, we'll see. For sure. I don't know. Keaton? I think they got I think they've got I think they've got bigger on off. I would take uh Ramondre in that. I think I lean Ramondre as well. And then last one, Brees Hall or Ramondre Stevenson. Brees Hall. Just <laughs> no jets ever. And I'm thinking like 
What's I'm, that, Keaton? I said no, no Jets until until Aaron Rodgers comes back. <laughs> so next year, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm thinking like a wide receiver two of some sort with some potential, maybe like like do you think like if you had Garrett Wilson? No, nah, people probably don't want Garrett Wilson right now. Or like, you know, maybe like a Christian Watson if you don't believe in the upside. Yeah, Although, I mean, I you could do Watson maybe a Christian there. Watson for Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I think that I would also lean Brees Hall for his upside over Ramondre. Um, yeah. Because he's a consistent guy, and I, I need that boom. Um, Keaton, let's move on to your buy low, sell low guy, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Why'd you bring him up? Jonathan Taylor, I, I think if you're an owner of Jonathan Taylor, you're going to hold on to him to see how the first couple weeks go. But um, Zach Moss obviously was super effective in his time. Now he's got some competition with Trey Sermon in there, as we all know how serious Trey Sermon is as a fantasy football back. Um, but no, I, I, I think that offense has shown that they want to run the ball. Um, obviously the coordinator is a, a big run the ball type of guy as well. And um I, I think he's somebody I would like to go after. Um, I just don't know if you're getting rid of him as an owner. Um, I will let you in on a little secret here. I made a trade with Justin, and he's panicked about Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the news this week that Taylor still doesn't want to play for the Colts and the Colts still don't want to give him a long-term deal makes it seem like okay, this four weeks could turn into six or eight or the whole season, and Jonathan Taylor might just hold out. So, I mean, that's his floor, but yeah, when if he comes back and he plays the remaining 15 games, his ceiling's through the roof. So, um, I think he's definitely gettable. Um, that said, Brayden, what sort of trade would you offer for Jonathan Taylor? Uh, well, it's really tough, man, because, yeah, the upside's insane. He could get traded to some great offense and go completely nuclear. Or he could just decide to play like one game so his contract doesn't toll and then just fake an injury the whole rest of the year and the Colts will just be like, yeah, we're not going to play you. <laughs> so it's crazy. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm oh – gosh. Um, you know, do you guys think like a wide, rece- a wide receiver two and maybe like a upside running back bench? I mean, I don't know if that will do it though. Like I, maybe I'm just low, lower and a little nervous as well. What do you guys think? What do you think, Eden? I mean, if you need help at running back, I, I think there's a couple guys like Jerome Ford is super interesting in the sense that he just had a really good – he had a good week, which I thought he was going to have a bad week. Um, he did score some touchdowns on blown coverages and a one-yarder. But I think Jerome Ford like, could get some snaps taken away from him. Um, but maybe you want to take the flyer on him. Uh, and then at the wide receiver position – I don't know. I mean, I think you're you're buying low on somebody. So I don't want to I don't want to bring up Drake London again, but a guy like that has some upside, but could like still has to prove it that he's consistent. Like maybe you take that flyer and Jordan Addison. You know, Jordan Addison. Like at least you know they're playing, right? Like you know they're going to play and they're going to play in an offense that's competent, but they still have a long way to go. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, value and and speaking of value, three rapid fire guys for Jonathan Taylor I had written down Jerome Ford. Who would you rather have, JT or Ford? I'd probably take Taylor. If, if you were starting, if you were starting Jerome Ford, or if you if you had Jerome Ford before Nick Chubb went down, then just stick with it. But if you only picked him up because Nick Chubb went down, 
Uh, I think I'd rather have Taylor. Yeah, I have flip-flopped back and forth. I guess I would lean Taylor in most of my team builds. Uh, what about jo- Jonathan Taylor or Kyron Williams? Kyron. Kyron, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what about Jonathan Taylor or Javante Williams? That's right, that tension point, I think, right there. Yeah, you got a Colorado guy and a Javante Stan here, but Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> I his, might go his, Taylor just for the upside. His usage, his usage is so high. He gets no love in the red zone. I don't understand. <sighs> Who'd you rather have? I'd probably go Taylor. I mean, I'd probably take Taylor in this, at this point in the season. The Broncos yeah. are a dumpster. I'm probably taking yeah. Taylor. You got Javante so late. He's hopefully Off not your RB1. And everything. Last yeah. guy. I, I don't even know if, if we got time to talk, but uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, he's in week four of his four week injury. So he's out one more week and he's potentially coming back week five. We haven't heard anything about his injury really other than, yeah, we think he'll target week five, but it's been dead quiet from camp there. So I think if you have Cooper cup, you're panicked. You might be wanting to sell him cough, cough, Matt, um, who's (laughs) I've got some (laughs) Intel, but I won't, I won't leak it here. All right. Secret safe with me. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm just intrigued. My Cooper Cup could be long. available. Um, teams could be desperate. Are, are you willing to add him on your, your team for that injury versus reward? I mean, I made a, I made a play at him today. So, <laughs> and I, <laughs> right. And I was shot down. Um, so, you, I'm assuming this intel has something to do with that. Um, I, I mean, you look at what Puka has done. You look at what Tutu has done. Like those targets got to go somewhere when he comes back. Assuming he comes back, I think if you have the depth and your team is putting up a hundred and five without him right now, like consistent, consistent hundred five, hundred and ten. You know that could be your like your your stone cold like win of the year. Yeah, he he could absolutely win win you leagues. So I'm just gonna quick rapid fire some receivers. And you let me know if you'd rather have them or Cup. Uh, I'm going to start with Chris Olave. Would you rather have Chris Olave or Cooper Cup? Next. <laughs> Olave. Just, you just because Olave we know he's healthy, I'd probably take Olave. Okay, Jalen Waddle or Cooper Cup? Cup. Waddle. I, I lean Waddle, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I do. The belief he turned down Waddle back. for Cup today. Um, and last but not least, Cooper Cup or T. Higgins? Probably Cup. I, I, I think he's going to be back week five, but it's really hard when we don't know. That's the issue. Keaton? I, I, think, I think right now I'm taking a T. Higgins. Just okay. because I, I don't know if I don't know if he's gonna play, so we'll see. I would take Cooper Cup there. I think that's where his ceiling is. I draw the line. All right, we've got to move on. Next segment. It's our Stone Cold picks of the week. Last week was abysmal. We went two for four on starts, one for four on sits, zero for four on sleepers, and zero for four on random. That's because <laughs> Garrett was here. Um, so I think he was the best of us. Um, but this week, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see some four for fours across the board because Garrett submitted his picks early to us. Should I read his picks off first or last? Go first. Why not? Okay. Garrett, his stone cold start of the week is a Michael Pittman at um, LA, the Rams. 
Um, he's ranked wide receiver 19 this week, and he's, I think, got double-digit points in every single game this year. He's, he's a consistent play, so I can see him uh, definitely being a decent start this week. Um, Braden, who's your start this week? I'll speak of the devil. We just talked about T. Higgins, and he is my start of the week this week. I went a little deeper for those people that are a little nervous about Burrow and the calf and how terrible two out of three games of T. Higgins has been. But with that pass funnel um, defense, just the really just honestly, it was just really it's been really fluky, especially last week. Um, I think he's going to turn it around and have a pretty big week this week. Okay. Uh, Keaton, who's your start this week? DeAndre Swift, running back 13 against the Washington Commanders, who do actually have a pretty decent defensive line. Um, I'm all in on DeAndre Swift until he gets hurt. So, um, I mean, he has just been electric. That offensive line looks amazing. Another very consistent week from him. Tough to bench him. Uh, I'm picking the same matchup. Devonta Smith at home versus Washington, ranked wide receiver 13. And, uh, you know, he had a down-ish week last week, but he's so good that I I just like him to perform. I think they're going to pass more than they're going to run, um, at least compared to how they have so far this season. So I like Devonta Smith this week. We're going to move on to sits. Garrett's pick, Ramondre Stevenson at Dallas, RB17 this week. Garrett's sick of having Ramondre on his team. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> um, Brayden, who's your sit this week? Uh, mine, this is a ballsy one, you guys. I've been really, I'm really pushing it here, but um, I'm going to Joe Mixon also against Tennessee. Um, just that Tennessee run defense is absolutely insane. I think Mixon isn't quite as spry as he used to be, not quite as efficient. Um, and I just think that Burrow's going to be throwing it like crazy. So, um, yeah, I just don't think he's going to perform very well this week. Keaton, that is not music to his ears. Um, not who's music your, to my ears. <laughs> who's your sit this week? Yeah, um, I, I love him, but I got to go Miles Sanders, even though he's going against the Vikings here this week. Trash. Um, I just dislike the Panthers' offense altogether. I do think Andy Dalton gives them a little bit of a better floor, um, but they only have so many playmakers on offense, and, and Miles Sanders is one of those, so I think they key on him. I don't think that offensive line is as strong as, let's say, the, the, the Eagles. Um, they'll they'll, they'll st- slow him down quite a bit. I'll believe it when I see it. My sit of this week, also bold because of what he's been doing the last couple weeks, but it's Zach Moss versus the the LA Rams. He's ranked RB 11 this week, just like a plug and play guy. And I just, I think we've seen what Zach Moss is in the past and it's going to catch up to him. He's not this good. He's been getting some touchdowns that if he doesn't get them, you know, maybe they're going to have a worse week. They're not going to run as much. So Zach Moss falls back to reality. He's my sit this week. For sleepers, Garrett picks 2-2 Atwell at Indy, ranked, ranked wide receiver 29. Um, consistent guy. I think he's like wide receiver 12 on the year or something crazy like that. Um, yeah, so that's Garrett's sleeper. Braden, who's your sleeper? I went with the, the man of last week, Devon A. Chan. Um, yeah, I just think you got to ride the hot hand. Even if he totally burns you, you just got to throw him in there. Um after what he did last week. So it uh, could be interesting, but yeah, I think he'll do well. He's going to average 50 all year, baby. Uh, <laughs> Keaton, who's, who's your sleeper this week? 
Um, sticking with the same game, and I've got a revenge game here, the greatest Minnesota Viking of all time, uh, Adam Thielen, against the against his old, his former team. Um, he went crazy last week, 11 receptions for 141. Um, I just see a lot of upside and a lot of forced targets to let him celebrate with his uh, with his home fans. Home fans in Carolina. <laughs> um, my uh, sleeper this week, Tank Dell at home versus Pittsburgh, ranked wide receiver 34. Um, he was another guy I think I talked about as a stash last week that he had a monster week for Houston, and he looks like the – the main target getter there over Nico Collins after week three. Now um, I think that tank Dell, he's got that ceiling. He's got that dog in him. You know, he's got that list of wide receivers that were drafted before him that he looks at every night. It's like, <laughs> all right, tank Dell, you carry me. I'm on so he's, tank Dell Brown. <laughs> he's my sleeper this week. Um, and our last one, this, I mean, these are going to get tough. These unique picks are—they get harder as the season goes on. This week, we're we're tasked with picking a player that's going to get over 150 total yards this week. Uh, wide receiver, running back. Uh, Garrett picks Justin Jefferson. No surprise, Braden. I went with Devonte Adams. I really hope Jimmy Garoppolo plays. Yep. So we got Justin Jefferson at Carolina. Devonte Adams at um, LA Chargers, and then Keaton. Your pick. I'm going to go a little less chalk than you guys, and I'm going to go with you'll love, Zach. Chris Olave against the banged-up Tampa Bay defense. No Jamel Dean. Their safeties are terrible. Let them go crazy. And it's a revenge game for Jameis. Yeah. That's my guy. Let's go, Chris Olave. And I'm picking chalk Tyreek Hill at Buffalo. It's 150 yards. It's either him or JJ. Uh, That's just how it is. So that's my pick. Um. All right, fellas, we're, we're getting towards the end here, but obviously we got to do our dank flex plays. Last week, again, abysmal. <laughs> we got four out of 16 picks, correct? Or, well, I guess Garrett got two, Braden zero, Zach one, and Keaton one. Um, <laughs> so now that Garrett's gone, we got to bounce back. Are you are you guys ready for some rapid-fire um, dank flex plays? Let's do I think it. so. Yeah, well, I'll read off Garrett's last for each matchup. Uh, Braden... Start us out with the Dolphins at Bills. Devon, A-Chan, or James Cook? Uh, A-Chan. Keaton? Mm. I'm going to go A-Chan as well. Uh, I'll go I'll go Cook. He got me points last week. He'll get me points this week. Um, and then Garrett also went with, uh, with James Cook. Vikings at Panthers. Braden, Alexander Madison, or Adam Thielen? Oh... Uh. It looks like Bryce Young is going to play. I still almost, yeah, I'm gonna, still going to go Adam Thielen. All right, Adam Thielen, uh, Keaton? We all know that this is Cam Akers' team now, so Adam Thielen. <laughs> I'm going Alexander Madison. I said that he's going to have four straight weeks over 10 points. Had 15 last week. Um, next pick, we've got Steelers at Texans. George Pickens or Tank Dell? Ooh. All right, I will go. Oh my god, this is tough. Sucks. Um, I'm going to go George Pickens. All right, Keaton. I'll also be going George Pickens. I will be going Tank Dell, and Garrett will be going Tank Dell. We've got a theme here tonight. Um, next game, we've got Rams at Colts. Tutu Atwell or Zach Moss? Ugh, uh, I'm gonna go Tutu Atwell. 
right? I'm going to go Zach Moss on that one. And I will be going uh, – he was my sit. I can't I can't pick him. I'm going 2-2. <laughs> these have been – Zach, these have been a lot tighter. You've been picking some a lot tougher. Uh, I'm in the zone this year. Plays. I'm, I'm, this pick, is... I'm finding the good tank flex plays. Our last one here. Let's see if we get a 3-1 or a 4-0. We've got uh, Jacoby My- – well, Raiders at Chargers, Jacoby Myers or Joshua Palmer. Uh, Braden? I'm going to go with Palmer. Okay, Keaton? Also going Palmer. Zach is going with Jacoby Myers, and Garrett is going with Jacoby Myers. Wow. This, dude, teams are moving forward or backward this week in the dank flex plays. Everyone here is hovering around 50% on the season, except for Keaton at uh, 25% on the season. Uh, (laughs) This week is going to be make or break. A little less of a sample size. But it's finally time. It's finally time for us to get into our final segment. We are going to end the night with what I hope everyone has, maybe not, but it is the Lay's Wavy Funyun Onion Flavor Potato Chips. It's just Wavy Lay's, but they've got Funyun flavor. I'm so ready. Um, I was unable to acquire some. No. Okay. Do you have but, a backup? You know, well, I have a snack. So okay. Hillary, Hillary, let me, I will, I will get it. Hillary made a wonderful um, caramel apple bread. Oh, oh. yum! That sounds That's incredible. not fair. Can she <laughs> I make want some of that. Yeah, what? <laughs> I didn't know so there was I'll homemade be... goods that could be with our bag of chips. Jeez. All right, I'm gonna put myself on mute and I'm gonna try these chips. Keaton's gonna let's try his this. delicious dessert. Um, let's go. All right, I'm going to chime in here first. And these Lay's Wavy Funyuns are delicious, man. <laughs> this is a good bag of chips. <laughs> I'm a fan because I love Funyuns and I love Wavy Lay's. So, like, how could the, you lose? The Funyun flavor is not overwhelming. Yep. It's You're it's right. more potato chip. It's more of a Wavy Lay's original with some Funyun seasoning than it is, like, a Funyun-y flavored thing. Yep, I'm with you. And I like it, man. This is a good bag of chips. Ooh, this is some sour cream, but not top the tater because you already got the oniony flavor in the chip. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's um, the crunch like? Tell me about the chip itself. Great question. <laughs> it's a wavy lay. So that's at least a seven. It's it's not as bag. strong as a ruffles. But it's close. It's stronger than a regular potato chip. It's wavy. It's like a. It's on the weaker end of wavy, but it's still got a decent amount of crunch to it because, yeah, it's a wavy lay. <laughs> exactly. Can you describe it to me in a football play? Absolutely. <laughs> have you ever heard of a spider uh, Y2 banana? I have. I'm very okay. familiar. Yeah, so you're going to be targeting the tight end every time because it's a great play. And, and that's what this is. This is the tight end on Spider Y2 Banana. Just like okay. a, they're doing like an eight-yard out. They're going to get move the chains or catch, catch that short touchdown pass. Um, and, I mean, it's just – it's awesome. Like, it's not a 10 out of 10, but it's it's certainly in that 8-9 range for sure. I That was an excellent description. And now I understand it because you related it to football. I wasn't understanding exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I could just keep this in my cupboard on the regular. I think this is like a great just 
thing to have around. All right, Braden, I'm gonna need some quick scores out of me and you, and then we can we can move on to Keaton. Um, uh, do you have do you have a score out of one through ten? I like it a lot. It's hard to like it. say it's a high ceiling. It's hard to say like it's a nine because it's not like it's not like life changing, but it's a really good chip. So I'd give it like an eight point eight. Eight point eight. Okay, I thought you were gonna sell it short because this is definitely in the nine categories for me. I'm gonna put it at a nine point two. Okay, I respect it. Wow. And and then Keaton, uh, you have got homemade dessert. What uh, what do you got going on there? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a different situation. Uh, so this you guys can see here on the Zoom. Uh, for those that are subscribed to the YouTube, might be able to see this. Uh, it's a homemade caramel apple bread made by hillary uh, it's quite wonderful now it's got kind of a i don't want to say a, i don't want to say sponge cake um got a little bit of sponginess to the bread hella apple chunks built like throughout and it's not a sour apple it's a very sweet apple um it's 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 quite fantastic are you able to give me a score on one through ten? Oh, that's all you wanted yeah um I'm going to put this at a, uh, this is a nine, a 9.3. 9. 9.3, right? All right? That's a pretty good score that sounds for a homemade good. dessert. It's <laughs> very good. It's very good. Um, very good. Uh, well, I, I can't wait to have Hillary bring that over to my house in a couple of Fridays <laughs> when you visit, right, Keaton? That's correct. That's correct. All right. Well, Thanks for uh, filling in for Garrett again this week. Um, yeah, coming up. I, I think he'll be back next. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys know I'm always down to to join in. I know the listeners. You know, probably some probably like me, some probably don't. That's of the two listeners, right? We probably got one on one side, one on the other. Yeah, um, you're, you're you're kind of like our um, like uh, Shannon Sharp or Skip mm-hmm. Bayless, one of those two guys. If you like really one of them a lot. Yeah, like you're gonna tune in to hear what kind of what kind of shit they're about to say. Got it? Okay. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> exactly. We love to have you. Well, it's a, it's a, a great time, awesome. always, Keaton. We appreciate him, a man. Thank yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Con- congrats to uh, Lions fans uh, on their Thursday night performance. I'm gonna call this one early with the 27-3 halftime score. Um, and there's no way I'm gonna regret that next week. So. Um, <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, and until next time, uh, later, dudes. Later, Later. dudes.